You a hater, hater bear. Like, rate, review, share, worship. <laughs> All right, cool. No Static Podcast, episode 148. It's been so, honestly, it's been so long. It's crazy. I'm Dennis, your host. The Coop is here. Uh, we back, bitches. And LQ is here. Yes, sir. Hey, can, can I do this? Because it's the new year and it's been a while since we did it. <clears throat> Sweet Caroline. All right, cool. I had to get that out of the way. (laughs) I want y'all to know none of us are Boston fans. Yeah, at all. It's just that song is that phenomenal. Or it dang. Did I say episode 178? I hope I did. You said 148, which confused me. 178. Yeah, I'm way off. (laughs) All right, so episode 178. (laughs) We are back. I promise you it has not been that long, even though it actually has. And it feels good to be back. Um, even what's crazy is that even for the time that we did not record, we somehow still remain the center of the universe. Right. We set the train. Ever since, bro, ever since I discovered that shit, bro, we've been on. Nah, like literally. Let me let me break this down for y'all. So, actually, cool. You know what? You you just you go ahead and you break down the the part that started with you. All right, my nigga. Wait, well, okay. I won't lie to you, my nigga. I've smoked a lot, so I don't remember all of that. <laughs> However, okay. my nigga, I did start noticing that everything we would say on here all of a sudden just started happening. Let's roll it back to the shit I can't remember. Let's talk about how I was talking that cash shit to this thing of Playboy Cardi. For the entire year. And what did this nigga do? All of a sudden, on the last day he can of the year, that nigga dropped his album. Then, what else did, what else did we get, uh, uh, Dennis? There was something else we predicted. We predicted. We forced Playboy Cardi to, to drop an album. All right. Fa- uh, fast, for- fast, forward to, fast forward to the most recent events. Ah. Are you talking about my Chloe Haley theory? Yes. My nigga, sit on down. I hope you guys are all ears. Guys, ladies, gentlemen, children at home listening to the podcast inappropriately, evidently. Chloe Bailey, perfect self from Dragon Ball Z, same nigga. And I'm approving. Once upon a time, Chloe and Haley, as a group, came on the scene discovered by Beyonce. I mean, if you sing and you a girl and you black, what better co-sign can you really get? They burst onto the scene, right? But something's a little off. We love them both. We all revered them for their talent. But Chloe desires more power. So what does she do? She starts to think to herself, much like Settle does, who? Like myself, can I start to devour to gain more power to become a better bitch? And who oh. it was it? It was Haley. Just like that nigga Cell did Android 18, that 
<laughs> Haley fucking devoured. That ain't Chloe devoured Haley by the end. And all of a sudden, she showed up as perfect Chloe. The perfect screen we saw, we see, we see now. And we don't even see Haley no more. I called this nigga Dennis to share this theory with him. And that you know what that nigga Dennis said? That nigga Dennis says to me, nah, bruh, Haley got stuff going on. You know what that means, bruh? That's the same shit you tell people to tell the police when you want people to not look for you. I looked up, I Googled, I Googled, and I put it in our chat. I actually Googled, what does Haley Bailey have going on? And you know what popped up, my nigga? You know what popped up, my nigga? The untold truth of Haley Bailey from 2019. It's 2022. She's been dead for three years, and we just ain't noticed it. Right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now, right where you... <laughs> Okay, right where you are, fast forward to maybe a couple days later. I, I hop in the chat. And this is like after Coop, Coop, you know, has, you know, basically taught the chat a lesson <laughs> as he expressed. Mm-hmm. I say, and I say, <laughs> on, a, on an unrelated note, I say, I have a theory in another addition to the NSP being the center of the universe. Oftentimes on the pod, it's discussed mainly by LQ that women in R&B don't sing enough about being in love. And that last got brought up off the heels of Summer Walker dropping. Yep. Being that the hours and hours song is practically inescapable at this point, it's safe to say that the podcast is responsible for summoning a song that does exactly that. Yeah. And then what happened, Dennis? And, and then <laughs> more power moves. Halle Bailey does a cover to Hours and Hours. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why, bro? Because Chloe know I'm on to her. Chloe know I'm on to her. And she not going to be able to just fuck me and get me get to shut up about it because I'm getting married. Uh-huh. Mm, which was another which was another thing that happened over break. That's right, ball bags. I put a ring on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now all y'all can do is mm-hmm. exactly. All right, I'm playing the cover. Go ahead. Ain't no makeup. Hell yeah. <laughs> but no, like so much shit happened. When when was the last time we got together? Like the week before Christmas? Yeah. I mean, the last time we got together, Antonio Brown was still on the Buccaneers. Yo, like it's it's a it's a list. It's a list of things that have taken place literally mm-hmm. the last time we've been on break. And honestly, that brings me to my next point. Like the pros and cons of taking like taking breaks like this. Okay. And I kind of fig- I, I kind of figured out there was a point in there was a point in my life where I felt or a point of you know during the duration of this podcast where I felt inclined to, you know talk about as much as we could mm-hmm. 
but I've come to terms that, you know, I'm more at peace with stuff that we don't talk about as well. Which, yeah, it sucks that we did, you know, take the break that we did because obviously I missed y'all, but it's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, mad stuff happened. And I just was like, it was, when was it? I think it was the time, and we don't have to get into this because this is going to be another thing that we're not going to talk about. But when everybody started giving all the hot takes on, on the whole versus topic, mm-hmm. I was ready to... <laughs> I was gonna call y'all be like, yo, hey, let, let's run it back one more time. But at the end of the day, I came to the conclusion that it's just <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> at the end of the day, I came to the conclusion that it's just, you know, it's just bias at the end of the day. So yeah. that was just one of those things where it's just like I'm seeing like I'm seeing growth within the podcast for not jumping onto every topic. Listen, I'll say this. The world should thank us for the restraint we showed. We could have we could have aired out every single thing. But we didn't. We was good. Yep. <laughs> Sending up a kite for the things that we couldn't talk about. Time steps are back to separate the things you may not care about. And simply put, it feels good to be back to it. But- it does. We miss y'all too. Right? I know we cut y'all out. I know we call y'all out your name a lot. But we do that out of love. Basically. We do that, we do that so you won't never ask us to treat us, ask us to treat you like we used to. Mm. Like, like ain't shit. Hell yeah, bro. Y'all know y'all, y'all know y'all love this toxic ass relationship y'all have with the No Static Podcast, but we do, bro. We know you. We know you wish you could stop us from coming over late at night while your kids sleep and fucking you, and taking the snacks out of the kitchen. All of them. If you don't want me to buy eat this little nigga snacks, stop buying them fruit by the foot. You know I like them shit. <laughs> but nah, uh, do we want to um? Do we want to start with? Do we want to start with the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal? Uh, yeah, because actually that's still kind of news to me. I was trying to read more about it before before we got on, but go that ahead. And give it was... Listen, y'all know me. I'm probably the only one on this show that's still on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. That Microsoft deal is a, is a game changer. Yeah. Like, because I don't think a lot of people realize what how big Activision is. It's not. It's not just Call of Duty. We're also talking about Diablo. We're also talking about, um, if I'm correct, World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, Overwatch, like, even Candy Crush. Like this is this this is a major. Even 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 when they put the price tag, they said sixty eight billion dollars. I thought that was low. I thought that was on the low end. So what? What was it? What's the actual deal? Because I'm, I'm still like going finding so out. So basically, like Microsoft owns Activision. They own Call of Duty. They own Diablo. They own World of Warcraft. They own oh, Candy yeah. Saga. They own oh. all that shit. Yeah. Yo. Then, that's crazy. Then, then once they announced that uh, Microsoft, then once they announced that they owned all that shit, they said, "Hey, yo, check this out." Call of Duty, 
we're not really we're not releasing it annually. We're releasing it when we actually have some shit to release. Okay. Right. So that that right there was definitely a, like I was looking at I was looking at the PS5 like I, I was giving I was giving it I don't know if y'all saw the, the J. Cole Narwark interview, but I was yep. literally, literally giving it I was giving it that side eye that he did when when Norwar asked like, about this, the Dr. Drake Kendrick. You done for me lately. Yeah. But listen, again, proving our point that we're the center of the fucking universe. Because literally we said either an episode or two episodes prior to going on break, Call of Duty, because we were talking about fucking Madden. It was like, Call of Duty needs to go out, just just start coming out every two to three years. Right. I'll I'll take you better than that, bro. We're the center of the universe because almost two years ago, Dennis and me, Sat was or having a, this exact conversation about how when we realized what they were doing with Game Pass, that they that Microsoft was playing the long game and they were definitely going to win the need. Right. Listen, this was already like in the this was already in the works because previously they had just got like Ubisoft's whole like gaming catalog service thing before. And 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 the, and the crazy part about it, the crazy part about it is. Because I told y'all, uh, I recently bought, we recently bought an Xbox, uh, uh, for the kids, nigga. When I say, um, the missus sees everything that they can do with Game Pass, they mm-hmm. said you're right. This is the best thing we probably ever did. I said I told you, literally. Now don't get me wrong. Don't have to. Buy. Don't get me wrong, everybody. When this God of War Riding the Rock comes out, and it will. There is nothing you can do to stop me from getting the PS5. Nothing. But until then, Microsoft Microsoft is in their ass. Gotta give them, gotta give them credit where it's due. They oof. that that was some that was applying pressure right there. I got Bruh, credit for that. What if these niggas at Microsoft? <laughs> pull a New York Yankees and just buy the next God of War game before it come out. Mm. And just to spite PlayStation, just to spite them, make sure it's like cross, like make sure it's like cross save and cross platform. So you know why that's not, you know why hmm? that's not too far fetched. Like Activision, considering the fact that Crash. It has always been a PlayStation st- like staple. Mm-hmm. Microsoft almost crashed. Now you cannot make this up. Yeah, yeah. Like what, yeah, what Microsoft, what Microsoft is doing right now, like it, it's big business. Okay, Microsoft. I think this is what I, I think, and I won't say too much more so we can make sure we get into other stuff, but. This is what I told. This is what I was worried about with the PS5 and Sony. Like, I started thinking about back, like what made PlayStation PlayStation back in the day, and PlayStation was so dominant back in the day. Yes, for its exclusive titles, but because it the, the game library was so vast, so good that it was hard for any other system to breathe. Like the Dreamcast is a phenomenal system, and the PlayStation literally just put that shit in the fucking sharpshooter and choked it to death. Right. Like, skip ahead, skip ahead. 
you don't think about it like this, but honestly, PlayStation got lazy because they did not see what Microsoft already knew from making computers. That after a while, the key to the gaming system was to make it the everything system. Like there's when I turn on when I turn on my PlayStation, it's to play a game. And when you were you used to say this, that it was the game, it was the gamer's console. Yeah. But when I turn on my Xbox, honestly. Sometimes I get stuck doing stuff because there's so much stuff that I want to do and I can do it <laughs> that I don't get around to it. Let, let, but listen, what won the gaming wars for the PS4 again was the fact that it was just a gaming console. They didn't do anything. They did not do anything different. All they did was say, hey, you want to play a game? Here's this game. They didn't care about how good Netflix worked on it. They didn't care about how good Hulu worked about it. They said, hey, you want to play a game. So we're going to give you the best gaming experience possible. Now, to what um, to what um, Coop's point was, He's right. Because the way the world is, the way the world is so interconnected, especially when we're talking about this metaverse Oculus shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if PlayStation doesn't have sight beyond sight, you know, through the eyes of Thundera, my nigga, they not gonna, they not gonna survive. Because Nintendo's already cornered the we're the game for the family market. Nintendo has that on lock. Hey, you want your whole family involved for some shit? Come see us at Nintendo. That's what Nintendo is for. They got that on lock. Don't try that shit. Don't bring that shit over here. We ain't we ain't fucking with your with your guns and shit. We ain't fucking with your gears of war, your exclusive titles. We about family. Microsoft said, you know what? We're just going to do everything. And real nigga shit, the way the, the, way the PC uh, motherfuckers is, there's not that much room for just a gaming console, which is what PlayStation was. It just say, hey, all I want to do, log in, play this game, Oh shit, my niggas online. Let's hop on. Boom, 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 boom. I used to tell people the difference between Xbox and PlayStation was if you was if you're a nigga who like who's, who like solo action like I do, PlayStation. But if every time you on the game and you with your homies, you know your homeboys is together, y'all y'all online, Xbox. The world is so interconnected, whether it's broadband you know, streaming, all this other stuff. Xbox is winning the long-term fight. I thought it was crazy. What was it, sometime last year when we sat there and said, hey, we sat there and said, hey, place, uh, Sony is doing a deal with Microsoft 
to put their cloud service on PlayStation. I thought that was crazy. Bruh, Gabe's going for the kill, bro. I'm telling you, listen. I'm t- if you need any more, well, actually, this is, this is something that I that it, well, it's my opinion. The other downside that PlayStation, or, or I guess the other mistake PlayStation made, PlayStation decided to hang their success this time around on what they always did which was their 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 titles their exclusive titles and the games that were coming out and how powerful of a game experience like you said when they would be but two things did happen that they weren't planning to happen that xbox unfortunately was able to weather the storm through in a way that almost didn't even affect them number one almost every single PlayStation sequel that came out was bad. On and I and I, and there wasn't that many of them, but The Last of Us 2. How it got game of the year I still don't know, but it was awful. We all got on to uh what was it? Uh everybody remember I, I spent a year talking shit to Cyberpunk. Cause I knew, bro, it was too much hype behind that game. Same thing, same thing with Anthem. And what happened, bro? They all went down. They all went down. Went down the train. It's so much so, just to show you how crazy it is. Red Dead Redemption, which is a very good game, but I told somebody, I said, hey, on the Xbox, that's a cool experience to have, but on the PlayStation. It's, it's going to lose replay value fast. And that's exactly what it did. They were unable, they hinged so much of their success on their games and their in the gaming experience that when the games didn't live up to par, they didn't have really enough that you could go on. Matter of fact, D, you got a PS5, right? Right. How many, matter of fact, how many like PS5 like hey this is just on PS5 titles have come out? Have there been any? Not that I know. But so literally like... almost, so and, and 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 I could be wrong. I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. So that's to say that pretty much everything you're playing right now on that brand new system it can be played on the previous one that you already had. For the most part, yeah. It's a few that's like been PS5 only, but is literally a few. Like, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's so few that I'm still like trying to like, as I'm talking to y'all about this, like think like what titles are like PS5 only titles and who do I know that's playing them? Yeah, because for the most part, it's been like, it, it's been mainly like the solo stuff. Ratchet and Clank, um, Rift Apart was PS5 only. Um, Returnal was PS5 only. Like it's just a few. But like I said, they're very few and far between. Why, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, watch this. Didn't you play Returnals? I did. How did you, you say Returnals was ass? I wasn't a fan of it. Hmm. Was not hmm. for me. Hmm. You know what's so crazy that I think that 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 that's so brilliant. Both of them basically hit almost hinge their success on games, but they did it in different ways. 
they PlayStation hinged on the gaming experience. Microsoft hinged themselves on gaming game availability. Like no offense, bro. If you don't got Game Pass and you got an Xbox, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like you tripping for real. Like if you got an Xbox and you got a and you got an Xbox online membership, bro. Yes, it's more money. Go ahead and cop Game Pass. And the only thing that I'm upset, you want me to tell you the only thing I'm really upset with about Game Pass right now is mm. the fact that they don't have a version that I can just pay the whole year out. You want to hear something so crazy? So Horizon Forbidden Dawn, which is the sequel to um or Forbidden West. I'm sorry. Horizon Forbidden West is about to come out in February. Yep. And I'm not excited for it. It's on the it's okay, so it's on the four and the five. Keep in mind the um the ver the five version is seventy dollars, but there's a cheat code where you can get it for the PS4 for ten dollars less, and you get the PS5 version along with it as a free upgrade. What the fuck? That's what the fuck? That makes no sense. Yeah, Bro, whoever Dennis is, whoever is in charge of marketing or strategic planning. Or you know, monetization at Sony PlayStation is a fucking idiot, bro. If you need any confirmation of how much like where like the PS4 really stood and how good it good it really was, and, and, and this is for real how I feel about it, bro. Everybody I know that's playing a PlayStation, whether it's four or five. It's playing shit that they've been playing on, on four for the last at least three years. Honestly, I've been and as and as a person who has one, I honestly like for the most part as a late, I've been on my switch. Bro, I bro, you know how crazy to say that is, bro. I've been pretty much playing my switch and my and my fucking and the Xbox, of course. Like yeah, like not this, only that, bro, Mario Party has they're been even losing ground. They're even losing ground on the gaming experience, bro. Because I don't care what you tell me, bro. First person shooters are better on Xbox. They are the 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 way the controller feels, the way that the controller, the way the triggers are structured. They've been struck like the the PlayStation controller. As much as I love it, like I love, I tell people all the time, I love to play fighting games on the PlayStation because I prefer like that D pad. And I think that it's definitely superior to the Xbox in that way. But I remember the PS3 controller was so light that it was just like, bro, this is ridiculous. Right? You felt so weird trying to play FPS. And the way the buttons were, what they tried to make feel like a trigger was like too light. And like, I can't explain it, bro. It felt like more like the, like a keystroke on like a mechanical keyboard than it did a trigger. Then, and so like when you got, by the time you got to the PS4, which they where they did improve it. I can't say they they legit did improve it. When I would play, like I I originally bought Destiny two for the PS for the PS four, like I legit I legit bought it for the PS four. And honestly, bro, I did cross save and moved it over to the Xbox like years ago. Yeah, like you you Coop, have you ever played like have it used the PS five controller to play a first person shooter? I haven't. Played, I haven't. So here's the thing: I always tell people I haven't touched a PS five yet. Okay, they did something. They, I will say they did something different with the um with the triggers on that, like the with the dual sense. Mm -hmm. And like one of the first games I got for the PS Five was uh, was a Call of Duty game. And at first, the, the way the triggers are, they have them set a certain way for certain games. Mm 
Mm-hmm. When I tell you it caught me so far off guard, I didn't even know how to react to it because it was like, wait, why does this feel like I, I thought my controller was broke at first? Like honestly, when I first saw the the PS5 controller, I was like, I feel like they tried to like adopt and like adapt an Xbox controller to PlayStation basically. Yeah, like I was looking at the, the size, the size of, it, the and everything. of it. What's yeah. that? Yeah, I was saying like with the size of it and everything. Like it does. Yeah. Like. But nah, I mean, yeah, that that Microsoft Activision deal, I'm 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 here for it. Like that. Well, at least now I know where I'm gonna get Overwatch 2 at. And more than likely, majority of them games are gonna be on Game Pass. Like, bro, that bro, that's that's crazy. Like, bro, can I tell you something? I own a physical copy of Overwatch. And it's still got the plastic on it. Cause it's for P- and it's for my PS4. Meanwhile, the one I have for my uh the one I have for my wish will call it uh the one I actually play on the Xbox, bro. I tell people all the time the Xbox is so revolutionary, bro. It's the thing, it's the main thing that's made me move towards like not buying physical games anymore. Right. Like the moment I find out, bro, that I can go in there and like expand the solid state or just add an external solid state to it, bro, bro, I'm not doing physical games no more. There's no way I'd rather just load them shits up. Yeah. Yeah, I really do like a, I mainly do physical games. Like when I know it's something I'm gonna like, like go ahead, beat, and then I can at least get something for it. Like if it's like a single player story type game. Mm-hmm. It's when I'm like getting a physical game, like when I like the thing with like the thing with um with Xbox being that everything is right there, what's the point in even buying a game for it? Like basically, there is none. That, bruh, exactly, bro. Like, and now they even got it to the point that. Like, and I told people, like, even when we were, when you touched, like, the PC thing, bro, Xbox, I told you, I said, y'all don't realize that Xbox had already cornered that market. They make all the PCs right there. You're going to run it off of their operating system. Exactly. And, and, what the, and what else? Guess what? Now, you can literally make a seamless transition from your console to your, <laughs> to your computer playing the same game. And, that and, is- and real nigga shit, because we, a lot of us forget that Microsoft is, they're they're basically double dipping, because it's not only the gaming world they're in, they're also in the PC world. Bro, bro, they, like, it's so it's so like deep that, now, like bro. that's a lot, that's a lot to to sit here and fight if you're a Sony PlayStation, bro. And, and the so thing about deep- it is. What I what I feel about what Netflix and, and Amazon are doing with spending the exorbitant amount of money that they're spending to do some sort of streaming gaming platform, like PlayStation gonna have like like dead ass serious like how I feel like Drake gonna give us another album in the next three or four months. We might get a PlayStation Six before twenty twenty five, my nigga. Bro, and honestly, I think that'll be the worst thing they can do. I mean, it's because, like, the way the thing that I've noticed with like the console generations is they're very, it's very back and forth. Like, one is always like, like, is a back and forth between like because 
the PS2 was better than the Xbox. The 360, I think, was better than the PS3. PS4, they won that that console war, and now here we are, and we're pretty we can pretty much we're pretty much in a position where we can almost declare a winner in this, but it's definitely shifted on Xbox's side. Can I be can I be real with you? I think I won't even say that PS4 necessarily won the console war. They just won the gaming war between the two systems. In the long run, because we got Game Pass introduced to us on Xbox One, and given the, the and given the scout unavailability of these newer generation systems, Xbox pretty much like is like a dude who got knocked out in the bar. But then PlayStation came outside, and that nigga had like had already like taken a Gatorade and popped a pill, and was like, "Okay, now nigga, what's up now?" Crazy thing like, is, like honestly, like, it feels like Microsoft more so spun the block on these. <laughs> crazy thing is, you know what's crazy? Even if you can't get a Series X, you can get a Series S that does majority of, of like it's it's still a next gen console. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you and the fact that you can get it for. For, I think it's 300. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's the fact that you can get that for, you know, the only thing you really get, the only thing you're not getting is like, you're getting lower storage and, you know, the resolution, the resolution is still good, but it's not like true 4K. But you're still getting, you're, you're getting a lot for that. Like, that's correct. That, like, you can still like go and find those in stores. Like, that's an underrated hitter right there. That, that, that's, that's crazy. Exactly, bro. And the mega, and guess what, bro? Not only that, but guess what? Everything that you want to be able to do on it, you can already do. Exactly. There's no, oh, we got to wait for this and we got to wait for that. No, bro, that shit is there already. Yep. At this point, we just telling you more shit that we about to come out with. <laughs> exactly. Right, that, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy, like, bro. Not only that, but the only real reason I'm holding out and not getting that S, because it is taking everything in my power not to get the S. It's because I want the X so bad, the series, the, the series X so bad because I believe I deserve it. Yeah, like you eventually want it to, you know, be available. Exactly, bro. Like I'm willing to wait for it. I keep, and I keep seeing all these nice, like special edition ones that keep coming out, and I want one. Yeah, like the the Halo joint was. The Halo joint is crazy. But, all right, what about to say before? Because we'll, we'll yeah, I was about to say good talk on the game until um, what else happened? Um, did y'all okay? They announced the Live Nation announced the Rock Festival with all of the heavy hitters. The like, Rock Festival, yeah, like all like Rock Festival, like black and white stripe emo shirt, RAR XD. Type of lineup. Okay, you mean R O C K, not R O C. Yeah, like R O C. Okay. Wait, you said R O C? No, no, no R O C K, not. Oh, not the rock. Okay, well, how about to say, bro? Memphis Bleak is good. It's going to rock. That's so nice. <laughs> nice. Right, listen, that's good. <laughs> Myth man. <laughs> nah, listen, that's a that's a sold out event. Well, this was a sold out event. Like it sold out real like it sold out real quick like the lineup is crazy but i think what was even crazier is two things they said that every set was gonna be 20 minutes long damn (laughs) and 
they're saying that there's a allegedly live nation is doing this to to recoup for the astral incident. And like, okay. that, but that incident is still being fought in court. How are you recouping something that you? Like they, they they they've already paid out some money because you know people got hurt, so they couldn't just like not you know pay nobody. Yeah, they trying to make sure all their bases covered at this point. Yeah. They may be, they started paying people already to get ahead of the shit. Right. But nah, like, did you, um, but nah, like, they got a lot of, like, for me personally, like, middle school, high school, like, they have the, like, My Chemical Romance, Paramore, mm-hmm. Bring Me to Horizon, Taking Back Sunday, AFI, and all majority of these sets are all, like, that short. Which is, oh shit! Is Fallout Boy in this shit? You know what's crazy? That's the that's the missing piece. Fallout Boy is the missing piece. They have Jimmy Eat World. Damn. They have Avril Lavigne, A Day to Remember, Sleeping with Sirens. Um, I think I didn't think Avril Lavigne was allowed back in the country. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. She's not. We're going to get a hologram. Hmm. Uh, remember the conspiracy about Avril Lavigne where they didn't know if she was actually like that she had been like she was the first clone before a lot of like before the Gucci clone <laughs> before the Kodak clone she was clone prime she was the first clone like she was yeah she was OG clone like Soldier was not the first clone Avril Lavigne was that nigga soldier ain't a clone. He's just a fucking fiend. <laughs> Drugs will fuck you up. That's why you should do them responsibly. Not like how we're eating them. <laughs> do we? Like, bro, I'm sorry. I just if you already skinny, my nigga, don't do crack and heroin, bro. Like your body can't take that shit. <laughs> do we have any thoughts on gonna outselling the weekend? No, because that was a horrible album that the weekend put out, and I'm happy that Gunner outsold it. Whoa, I'm sorry, bro. The last two projects from the weekend have been ass, and I and, and I feel like that meme of Mr. Krabs where he got his head on the swivel, and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck are y'all listening to? Like, dead ass serious. The weekend made a whole project dedicated to 80s we're moving the scene driving on the highway soundtracks that was the entire album bro like like I don't know if you niggas have ever seen Blade Runner or the original Tron that's what that soundtrack was what LQ was was saying is not a hot take at all like it was horrible bro like, oh my god. Dennis, you agree that the, that the weekend had a horrible album? Here's the thing. It's, it's, it's definitely far from his best work. Like, literally when you go, like, literally, what? and it's a few songs I do like on that album, I will say that, but the repetitiveness is very prominent in that. I don't even think I, After Hours was that repetitive. 
but like every beat and i get and i get what he was going for like one thing i would one thing good that i will say about this album is the transitions on it are very are very much seamless i like what he did with the concept but the music is just like if i were to play if i were to play the album in order i can guarantee you that everything is gonna sound the exact same up until maybe like because it's definitely like that on the first five songs and I think after that, like five song run, like I like Out of Time because that was like the when he really like switched it up on the album. But yeah, it's it's definitely it was definitely an underwhelming project. I think what made me so surprised about the weekend being outsold and why it was kind of a big deal for me is because of the fact that he's such a mega star. But as far as that album goes. It's, it's it's it was a subpar effort. Hmm. Right. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying and I agree with Dennis. The weekend is box office, period. But like the album where he was beat up on the album cover and this album where he CG'd himself as an old dude, like it's not there, bro. It's just really not. And and I'm not going to say, hey, give us your old old project. We want House of Balloons. We want, you know, all that stuff that made you who you were. But how Adele would never give us anything more than what she does and she's going to sell. Sometimes you that kind of artist, bro. Like, you can't be a Kanye West where we can literally go down Kanye's entire discography and he has never given us the same album. You can't be an outcast where we can go down their entire discography and they never gave us the same project. You can't be, you can't even be J. Cole. You can go down his entire discography, never the same project. Some people are who they are and it's fine. And I'm come and I've come to terms that the weekend is one of those people. You're gonna be box office. You're gonna get all the looks, all the attention, all the media, all the press. But you know what? You cannot go outside your boat because it's not you. Like you gave us a a, a time in the 80s that we easily tried to forget. It would have been fine if it was 80s R&B if you were doing the Bruno Mars thing from 24K Carrot uh, Gold, but that's not what you did. And it probably and it probably what made it worse was that Tory Lanez gave us that same album but did it so much better. So much better than you did. I just... I'm sorry. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm good on the weekend. I'm good on the weekend until this nigga start being sad again. Sorry. Yeah, and that's looking like it's going to be a minute because he says we're a part of a trilogy, which I assume the next project is going to be exactly like this one. I don't think so. So here's my thing. I don't think that I, I'll just be fair. I don't think that I don't think the album's trash. I think it's about how, I, as silly as it sounds, I think it's about how you choose to listen to it. 
if you take it as an individual project, it's probably very much monotonous, I would say. Like, I can I can feel what you say, like it all can kind of all, all blend into like one single sound. However, I think he chose to record it like that on purpose. Like if there's anything I know about this thing that I've watched over his career, that nigga will completely commit to like his artistry. So I choose to believe, and when I saw like the old man on the front, and maybe like I said, it might just be me. I think he chose to to record the album that way, the same way older people tend to always reflect on the prime of their life. If that makes any sense. Okay. And so if you take it, I guess, conceptually from there, that's how older people kind of are and how they describe their life. They, what they do is they take the highlight of their life or that that bracket of time where they were most probably successful, youthful, ambitious, a combination of all the wonderful things that make you feel human. And what happens is they speak about the time like it's almost like it's a time that like in their mind that you feel like they've never left. And that's how the album feels. And I guess that's because that's the, maybe that's just because how I chose to listen to it, why I, why I kind of feel that way about it. But I also can agree about what, in the sense that if I took this project as just like an individual project, like put it this way, if he had, had no other projects and this was the one he gave, I'd be like, all right, uh, this is kind of like kind of a kind of like one like congealing sound after a while. But I feel I feel like he did it on purpose because I'm assuming that on the next album he's going to appear young. Apparently it's the, the afterlife. Well, that's the that's the story going around. Hmm. We'll see. We'll we'll see. Cause it, cause honestly, for I a lot of people are down the middle with it when I talk to them about it. What do you mean by that? Meaning for every person that I find that thinks is horrible. I found a, I find a person that thinks it's good. Uh, listen, for all those people that think it's good, I urge them to listen to that Tory Lanez project and they can see the clear difference of if you're going to do this shit, how to wow. do it. Now. Wow. That's where I'm with it. And a lot of those songs on that on the Tory project didn't they didn't you know the cadence didn't appear in rapid form like it did on the weekends. So that it's definitely a it's definitely a stark contrast. Same assignment, different approach. But I see Jax has joined us. We gotta bring Jax to homie court, man. Yeah, man, my bad, y'all. Listen, so um, <clears throat> to the No Static family, I am back for this season and everything. Um, I am late too, like a nigga should be, because um, I was coaching AAU basketball about uh, approximately uh, 45 minutes ago, and we were losing. And then as soon as we started coming back and tied up the game, they decided, let me punch my best player in the face. 
And wow. a, yeah, a fight ensued. And um, yeah, so that is why I'm late. <laughs> because the teams we were playing, they was not with it, bro. They was like, oh, y'all niggas gonna come back? All right, swinging. Which is crazy because the little girl who hit my best player, we actually trained her and got her good at basketball. And she went to another team because her parents felt like um, we didn't play her enough, even though she was in like three grades below the grade level we was playing. So, yeah. Anywho, I'm in it. Um, it sounds like y'all talking about the weekend album, right? All right. I mean, um, we, we had just like wrapped it up. <clears throat> I just want to say my two cents. I'm with Coop. Which is rare. I agree. I'm in agreements with Coop. I think Coop. Um, it's I don't right. Know why I, me and you constantly are in agreement. I, I know. And it's rare, though, man. It's still rare. I got years of disagreeing with your crazy ass. I so, <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with Coop. I didn't dislike it. I didn't yeah, think it was right. like, I didn't think it was trash. I didn't think it was awesome. But yeah, it wasn't it was, like, I, yeah, by yeah. no means am I saying, like, oh my God, this thing revolutionized music. Y'all tripping. But yeah, go ahead. My bad. Yeah, no, I'm just I I'm I, I agree, cool. I just think that it's like um I think it's like um just I don't know, man. I I I, I don't know how he was making the album or who he was making it for, per se. White um, woman on coke, which is where he made his last three albums. Ooh, wait a minute now, Q. You just threw a little bone to me. That might be correct, <laughs> sir. <laughs> my his last three albums have been do have clearly been for so white you women telling me he's making this for the girls that sit in that um Texas A and M um in their dorm room who think that they're black because they just um got down with a black boy for the basketball team. That's what you're Basically. telling me. Yep. You know what? Cool. I, I have to default and I defer to the senator from Tallahassee. And um, yeah. <laughs> Bro, listen, listen. Just because it's for white women who do coke don't mean it ain't good. <laughs> Listen, bro, Amy Winehouse's album is for white women that do coke, and I like that shit, too. Yeah, but Amy Winehouse actually gave you a good album. Bruh, this out. Uh, we gonna have to agree to disagree on this one, my nigga. Because you're listen, listen, listen bro. If you if you want to if you want this to be, you know, his thing that does it for you, that's fine. That's cool. We can agree to disagree. I'm fine with that. But for as big as the biggest story that everybody took from this was Gunna outsold the weekend versus why did Gunna outsell the weekend? Because realistically, I listened to the Gunna album. It's not that good. It's not that exactly. It's not like, that's what I'm saying. We, to be sitting like here we, talking about you outsold the weekend, but you know what happened to outsell the weekend? Something about the weekend ain't the weekend, bruh. And and nobody's talking about it. All nobody's right, you know what? talking about it because the last three albums you keep hearing it, and you're like, we keep giving excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse for this motherfucker instead of instead of calling a spade a spade a spade. Like fuck, the shit wasn't good. It wasn't. We're comparing him to him. And that's exactly it. And and I do and I do disagree with y'all on the gonna on the gonna take because I do think that album is is definitely better. But I think what happened, what the crazy part is, is not that gonna outsold the weekend once. Like gonna outsold the weekend twice. So that album didn't even double back like the second week. So once again, 
We're comparing them the weekend to the weekend. And it's not up to par. My nigga. Like, like if we if we gonna tell the truth about Drake and that bullshit that he put out last year, oh, then tell God, the truth back about this right weekend. I see you wilding. I see you wilding early on. Cause 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 come on now. What 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 are you are you comparing Drake to, to the weekend? By I'm just comparing saying that Drake we're not, to Drake. I'm comparing the weekend to the weekend. They are not meeting their level. So you're saying they're mailing it in and they're giving you Monday mediocre projects because they're mailing it in. They're not even mailing it in. They're sending a fucking delivery boy. <laughs> they sent the hour oh, bottle. My nigga, <laughs> hold on, my nigga, because the other half of this of of, of this of, of this section where we're in is Gunner's album, and I'm holding all my urine to piss on that. Listen, say what y'all want. <laughs> Push and peace slide. Say what you no, want. it don't. It oh does my it. God. It doesn't. Y'all, y'all literally, y'all literally got enamored by a fucking emoji that we all got. You know, you know who the real hot nigga in this is. You know who the real hot nigga is? The letter the responsible for the, the nigga responsible for the iPhone updates. That's the nigga. <laughs> That's the nigga. Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. Nah, nah. I ain't even gonna bring up the weekend album. Well, I ain't gonna bring up the weekend album. So this push and peace song comes out, right? And what happens? It 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 does what? It puts a slang out into the ether that nobody knows what the fuck it means. You want me to tell At you all, why? But guess the what? Shit don't mean nothing, nothing. And, and it's what? so funny you say that listen cool it's so funny you say that literally within i want to i want to say hours but i'm going to be modest and say days okay within i'm not even going to say what it is within a day of that song coming out as i'm walking into the gym for basketball practice one of my players we pushing p we pushing p i'm like damn what does that mean? Like, well, what are y'all doing? Some, I'm going to tell you some real shit. So when the shit came out, I heard people saying that he was pushing P. And then I found out that Future was on the song. I was like, oh, okay, this shit is about bitches selling pussy. I like it. Nigga, the song was a letdown. Then find out pushing P is just about anything, my nigga. Anything. You're just basically using that, that shit to say that something is, is some shit you're doing is certified or that shit is hot. And I hate it for that, my nigga. Like, I, bruh, I, mean, I don't care if this shit bruh, makes you seem like an old at, ass nigga. At bruh. this point, at this point, anybody that says pushing P to B better know where the fuck to find Sesame Street at. My nigga. I thought, then I was like, all right, maybe pushing P is you moving packs. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. No. No, nigga. No. Then no, guess I don't. what? Guess what, my nigga? Guess what? The song itself. Then we get to the song it fucking self, my nigga. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give me the highlights of the song, Dennis. She's not a lesbian for P. She turns pesbian. Yeah. Oh I'm going to say some real shit, my nigga. Oh, if we're I, pushing P. We're pushing P. <laughs> I have listened to anything and everything you put out and send my way, D. And if I ever hear you drop a bar like that, my nigga, I'm pulling up. <laughs> listen, listen, my nigga. I just want people to admit that some shit is stupid. 
Like, I get it, my nigga. Every now, like, my nigga, Future has had moments where he say shit that, it's not that the, that, that the shit is so slick and incredible. It's just that the shit just, just slide well. I don't care what nobody say, my nigga. I get it. Like that shit just fucking slide when you hear it. <laughs> and when you say that shit in a in a club with a bunch of people, I think the shit just the shit just amp you up. But pesbian? Pushing P with pushing P. <laughs> Fire, like, bro. You hear me? Like <laughs> I tried to I, I tried to think of every like I'm in the streets thing that pushing P could have meant. I was like, all right, maybe this bitch is selling pussy. That makes sense. Maybe that means maybe these things is like bringing trying to bring pimping back in the new school and they selling bitches who's selling pussy. What I said, if okay. I told y'all then, boys? Then I was like, okay, they pushing P. Maybe these things is, is you know, they moving packs, moving work. Then I then I heard the song. And guess what, my nigga? I couldn't have been more wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong. Then Guess what, my nigga? I'm tired, my nigga. I'm tired of all these new niggas who, who, who keep getting accolades as rappers, and they ain't mm. rappers. What if I told y'all boys that not only does it not mean nothing, but when they was in the studio making the cut, they knew it didn't mean nothing, and, L- and they knew they Jackson. were gonna make the hit. Literally, Jack, oh, that was the first 15 minutes of this episode. Okay. Me explaining the difference between niggas that want to rap and niggas who don't want to rap. This nigga Future. That was literally point. the first 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, bro. And th- like this Future at this point is like, yo, I'm a trendsetting ass nigga. I'm going to just make music that don't make sense. Like pushing P, or I'm going to come out and I'm like, start a whoop, huh? Ooh, huh? Start a whoop. And I guarantee. <laughs> Matter of fact, future don't steal my shit. I just want to mark the tape right now. Patting that, but I, I'm telling you, I guarantee niggas like that. It, it, whatever he dropped, bro, whatever he put out, it's gonna work. Because let me tell you something, bro. No matter what, bro. Like I'm surrounded by young ladies, young black ladies at that, and young black men all day with this school ball and AAU and shit. If the shit come on TV or on TikTok, they're going to do it and repeat it. So when I was younger, bro, and we were younger, and remember our parents be like, oh, that's influencing y'all. And we'd be like, man, get the fuck out of here. We're not doing that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we is. Yeah, we are, bro. And I want to say now the kids are more influenced than we are because the trends are set by TikTok. If you sit in my locker room, bro, Literally every single thing that said is a TikTok quote. Back in my day, Q, you know me for a long time. I've been, I've always been the funny nigga in the group until Coop came. Then it was two funny niggas in the group. But you're welcome. I, <laughs> unfortunately, you bastard. But I've always been funny nigga in the group. Q can co-sign on that. His credit good. Okay, <clears throat> as the funny nigga in the group, my jokes are real jokes. I make I rank on niggas. I make jokes about situations. <clears throat> these niggas ain't doing that, bro. These nah. these kids, they're not funny no more. Their jokes are TikTok jokes. They literally just repeat that the TikTok joke seven times a day and laugh at the same joke over and over. I've never seen no shit like it. I'm like, that shit ain't even funny. So they got it's this thing right now on TikTok where they be like, Oh, you thought you ate? Give me that plate. Oh my right? god. Yeah, my nigga, don't. I'm nigga, so happy I don't have TikTok. 
come to a practice, you horse. Come to one of my practice. Every single time somebody does something good or bad, one kid says, you thought you ate? Nigga, if I hear another nigga say, you thought you ate one more time, I'm going to eat them. I was about to, <laughs> I was about to say, Jax, don't tell me they, they got paper plates and they just snatched them. Yes, bro. Bruh. The team, bro, I can't get the team to come together and play hard. We're on an eight-game losing streak right now, by the way. Come Can hard. And, yeah, bro, we're on an eight-game losing streak, bro. <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But I can't get them to come together and play as a team or do team ball stuff, right? However, what, <laughs> what's crazy is <clears throat> they, they, they come together to make TikTok videos. When the Nardo Wick, who won't smoke with us? Who won't smoke with us? When everybody was doing the TikTok, when they was running with the little flashlights and shit, oh, the whole team did that, my nigga. The whole team did that, but we can't, we can't understand how to run a triangle. Then when went with the, you want to, uh, uh, you, uh, you thought you ate, give me that plate shit. The whole team made a video montage of them at the house snatching a plate off the table. And they put the montage together and they made the video of the shit. But y'all motherfuckers can't understand how to press. I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, can I horrible. ask y'all something? Can I, and actually, Jax, this is probably more so directed at you than anything. Given what you said, my nigga, because I, I felt the same way, bro. Like, you, you know, me and you, my nigga, you know how much we value stand up. Right. I'm going to ask y'all some shit. I want everybody to answer, but Jax, you, I think you know I'm really talking, I'm, I'm also like kind of aiming this at you. Yes, I know this motherfucker is fine, but is just hilarious actually hilarious? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I think she no. is. Let me tell you why I say no, and then I'll let you say why she is. So, <clears throat> Coop, you're saying specifically stand-up, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you were saying it's just hilarious, funny, yes, she's a funny girl, and she's always been the funny girl. Is she a funny stand-up comedian? Absolutely not. Her stand-up is subpar, like sub-subpar. She is not a good stand-up comedian. And you know what? I give her all credit. She put in the work and she want to be a stand-up comedian. And you have to put in a lot of work to be a good stand-up comedian, which is why I got into it and I was like, oh, I ain't doing this shit. Because it's just too much work, bro. It's a lot of work. I think it's harder to become a stand-up comedian than it is to become a rapper or a musical artist. So that's saying something. And I just think her writing is bad, her timing is off, or whatever. But what she does, this is just with the mess, that shit funny, right? But this is just with the mess don't work on stage for stand-up, nigga. You got to set up a bit and you got to execute that bit. You feel me? So, so I would say stand-up-wise, no. Overall, yes. Is she fine? Yeah, I want her to put the little ponytail in my head, in, in her head, right? And as she's giving me top, I want to grab her little ponytail. I'm with that shit. I feel you on that, my nigga. I'm just that's saying, the, I'm a kid. That's the difference between, like, when because when you, when you asked that question, I thought, are we talking from a stand-up perspective? Or are we talking about... Yeah, that, yeah and that's why I brought up stand-up specifically. Because, that can go because for here's a lot the of thing, <clears throat> if no offense, bro, everybody who's got the ability to facilitate a mockery of a situation is is funny, and that's what the, and that's what motherfuckers do on on like even her shit like I like I follow her right, 
And I was wondering, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? I think this, what I'm looking at right now is funny, but do I actually think she herself, this, the comedian is funny. And I was just like, I don't think I do. I think what I think is that like when, for example, when she does like her inner, like her, like her, like bread and butter on, on social media, which is like the inner, inner monologue thing. Right. Those are hilarious because it's essentially a, essentially a one man show with no one to re, to react to it. That being said, you can't make that work on stage. It's hard to make that work on stage. Stand up is hard, boy. Listen, and I, re- and I had to does I also started thinking about something else. But, but Jim Gallagher does that very well. Right, exactly. Super. I mean, you talking about a goat. You're though, talking bro. about Jim Gallagher. You talking Jim about Jim Gallagher, bro. bro? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> but, like think about like, what he's been saying. Hold on, hold on. Stop, stop, know, stop, stop, stop. One, two, and three enjoy stand up comedy. Like, I'm pretty positive. And I'm pretty positive. Anime, doc, sports, and history is like all we watch. Yeah, pretty oh, much. My bad. And stand up is all we watch. Oh, and wrestling. Yeah. Okay, so six things wrestling. So one, two, and three, when a nigga say Jim Gallagher, we understand who the fuck he is. A lot of people have no idea who Jim Gallagher is. Bruh. You talking about a dude so funny? Oh, bruh, you talking about a dude that was so funny? He he held his own, bruh, as like the late as like the late white guy on Mad TV. I tell you what, when it comes to stand up, bro, and like <clears throat> when I decided to do stand up, because like, like I said, for years, nigga, a nigga was like, oh, just shoot the shit with y'all niggas laughing, whatever, whatever. And every, y'all niggas would tell me, other niggas would tell me, nigga, you need to do stand up. You funny, whatever. When I decided to do it, nigga, I had to look into the shit because I, I knew it wasn't just let me go up here and tell the same stories I just told Gerald and them niggas and their niggas going to laugh. It is that, but it's not like that. It's not that, to, yeah. It's- yeah, you got to set up a bit. You got your bit got to make sense. It's about your delivery. It's about your timing. It's about your stage <laughs> presence. It's about a crowd. Nigga, and I'd have been in a situation where, you know, you do an icebreaker, right? So you be like, yeah, I used to be gay, but the hardest part about it was my dick. Now listen, when you tell that joke amongst niggas, they're not gonna laugh. Black people don't think that shit funny at all, my guy. Nigga, yeah. black people are gonna be like, nigga, you gay, right? That's yeah, just it's how niggas is. It's just so right. homophobic, so ra- right because it's so, so radioactively homophobic. However, that nigga gay, that nigga gay, nigga gay, but but. <laughs> if you, but if you tell that joke, joke amongst white people, the icebreaker Layer. is such a bro. It's such a heavy hitter, gut busting icebreaker. Every joke you tell after that, even if it's mediocre, niggas gonna be laughing. Yeah, like it's all about up. it's all about environment. Yeah, and you gotta know your environment, bro. And black jokes. See, comedy is one of those things that is real interesting because even to this day. There's very a rare few comedians that can cross. And what I mean by that is laughter, bro, is something that's so deep entrenched in us as humans as within bro. your soul, like, bro. And it's about your culture. Shit that's bro. funny is associated with your culture. So if you're white and you're from the suburbs, you're not going to understand these ice cream man roach jokes we telling. You're not going to get it because you're from the suburbs. But me as a black nigga from the hood, 
I'm not going to understand your mom making you eat your Brussels sprouts jokes. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I have a it's question. Like, it's oh, cultural. Did y'all see? Um, did y'all see that Ti has been doing stand up comedy? Wait, what? That nigga what? ain't funny. Straight no, up, bro. I have Whoa. not seen that, Whoa. and I won't see that. <laughs> Whoa, he's been doing what? Yeah, my nigga, you mean comedy. to tell me? While T.I. got a pending case for, <laughs> for basically dungeoning women. <laughs> okay. He's telling me he doing jokes. Okay. So he was um and I won't I won't play the clip, but I can kind of tell you what he said. Oh no, you gotta play the clip. <laughs> if you got the clip, you got to play the clip. Let me see if I can find it. Bruh. Come on, nigga. Come on, that, nigga. That listen. is like a, a stark. Contrast. No, my nigga, nobody say shit, my nigga. We not gonna say <laughs> nothing else until this nigga TIP comes on here, my nigga, and ask us why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, I got <laughs> so. I got so. Hold on, hold on, bro. Listen, and, and don't get me wrong. It's rappers that I think are just naturally funny. Ti has never been one of them. I tell bro, you what, I that ask picture you? in that circle, the nigga look funny. Bro, can I ask you something? Yeah. Bro? Why is he going? I got it. I got it pulled up. Bruh. All right. <laughs> what if What if this shit is all clever one liners like Don Rickles? <laughs> okay, it's then a forty second. Okay, it's a forty second clip. I'm about to play it now. Talk to me now. You ever been into the area of cheating? That's no man's land. You don't want to do that. Like, you know, it's not even half for me. Like, let me ask you a question. Can you be in a committed relationship? And still have a friend from the opposite sex. Yes. Now, if you it don't count. The lady's like, yes, it do. It's still count. It's still count. You see how bad motherfuckers ain't shit, man. Ladies cheat. Wait, okay, he got a good setup. Wait, hold on. I don't hear you. It's going to be up for Ooh, okay. Tomato. Okay. Tomato. The setup. Wait, hold on. Wait, tomato. stop. 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 Everybody, stop. I didn't hear anything just now. God ain't want you to hear that, cool. <laughs> I can tell you why you didn't hear it. God, cut your sound off, because God was like, cool. We don't need the twenty-five minute exponential whatever the fuck you was about to say about Ti doing his little stand-up thing. I'm gonna tell you right now, as a very horrible, mediocre stand-up comedy who's only been paid tens of dollars, and one time I got a beer. Um, boo, tomato, tomato. We're throwing tomatoes. That was Listen, in the comments. Ho- oh ho- hold on, hold on, hold on. Dead ass is dead ass is his. Somebody play this just so I can hear it. The setup was there. Like, like I heard the shit. The setup. And he was missed there. it, and he missed See, it. But, I but that's what it was. The execution. The 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 Ooh, second he had got the answer from the guys, that's where the execution should have been. <clears throat> right. Where's your delivery? There's your joke. You all right? Q, you may have never done stand up, but you all right, sir. You all right? Like, like I was, I was like, uh, okay, but yeah. As far as like rappers that I think are naturally funny, Ti has never been one of them. Nah, like, he waited Kim, like Kim is naturally funny. Trick is naturally funny. Fat Joe is naturally funny. Like a person that that's like naturally funny. That oh, Fab was one of those guys naturally funny. Um, right. Uh, who else? David Banner, naturally funny. Like he's like nigga funny. Right. 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 Most deaf, naturally <clears throat> funny. 
Tomato, tomato, boo, tomato. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Some people really do have that, like, like T Pain. That's another T Pain is another one. Naturally funny. Boo, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say about that shit, man. Just, just straight up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I ain't really have too. Many, I didn't really have too many thoughts on that myself. You know what? Though, it is a good thing I didn't hear it. <laughs> what's your thought scoop nah let's not <laughs> let's not let's just let's just let's just let's let's let's, let's forge ahead <laughs> Irv Gotti he's not a rapper but he's naturally funny you said Irv Gotti yeah I think Dame Irv Gotti da- is fucking hilarious Dame Dash is hilarious yeah, like you got your sure. people that's naturally funny. You got your people that's funny, but they don't try to be funny, but they just funny by like, yeah, just funny off the strength. Yeah. So yeah, nah, Ti definitely wasn't one of those people. But yeah, but if if you if you had a list of the ten funniest rappers, Ti's not even on that list. I don't even think he he gets like the next five. You know what I want to find out? I want us to go do a survey amongst rappers and they be like, oh, my nigga, T.I. the funniest thing I ever met in my life, my nigga. (laughs) 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 My nigga, my nigga, my nigga. You wouldn't think of that? Because of all the, you know, the jail, drugs, guns, and, you know, bitches getting locked up in dungeons with Tiny, but (laughs) nah, the nigga... (laughs) In actuality, that 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 thing is a riot. Mm. All right, uh, moving on. Um, what? Well, I, I'll toss this to y'all. Um, what 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 are y'all thoughts on you know what's been going on with um Antonio Brown post leaving the Buccaneers slash NFL? Yeah, nigga, and that's all he gonna be. All right, that's the that's the quick that's the that's the, I think that's the like that, that's all of our like knee jerk reaction. And even I was definitely on that boat when I first saw the shit. And since then, I was I even went further down that well because I saw interviews with other people. Plus, it's one thing if Antonio Brown was acting like this, but other people on the team were having similar issues. But it's just him. I'm going to tell you what I honestly think, bro. I, I'm starting to honestly think that Antonio Brown has CTE. Bruh, do y'all remember that Vontez Burfitt hit he took? Everybody keeps bringing that up, bro. I don't think that. I just think that nigga is a nigga. Bruh, but, but that's the thing, bro. He was, bro, listen, he wasn't like this before. He made it like clear that he made I'm it clear sorry. that there was no, you know, and there was no, you know, he didn't have any mental health issues. Uh, bro, listen, that, but bro, he wouldn't know. They can't touch. They can't check for that shit till you dead. Like, oh. check me out, bro. Check, check me out for a second. Check me out for a second, right? Here we have this this kid, right? Who keep in mind, Antonio Brown wasn't like drafted super high, bro. He was an extremely hard, very dedicated, very committed to hard work person who worked his way up the depth chart. And that's how he got the start. People forgot, bro. 
Antonio Brown happened in the wake of San Antonio Holmes leaving and Antoine Randall L leaving and uh, what should I call it, Plexico shooting his fucking self. All that shit had happened, bro. And then all of a sudden the Steelers had this dude and this weird six-foot running back named Le'Veon Bell and they was fucking crazy together. And it worked, bro. Like, bro, he was doing a like you were like we remember them seasons he was having, bro. Bro, he took that hit, bro. And I don't, I'm not saying it was immediate, bro. But ever since then, bro, he been like, bro, his behavior almost like is more erratic. Like, bro, no, I never seen somebody like burn down every house for no reason. Like, bro, we talking about a dude that's that's honestly, bro. If he's such a nigga, bro, he definitely should be getting his money. So you was 40, you almost had 40 million, a 40 million dollar bag, bro, that you tossed up. Nah, my nigga, even even the most nigga ass nigga, my nigga, even if we told Kodak Black that shit, my nigga, that nigga Kodak Black would have shut the fuck up for for five days. Right. You talk about a dude that was one catch away from a couple mil. And then, bro, did y'all did y'all see actually Shady McCoy's interview on the I Am Athlete podcast? No, bro, y'all might want to go ahead and take a look at that, bro, because Shady say some interesting things. Bro, bro think about it, bro. He went, bro. He in in the same like stretch of twenty four hours, he went from airing out Bruce Arians in a in a way that made sense as to why he might have been upset. Thinking Tom Brady, which made sense because that dude got you back in the league. Not kinda. That nigga got you back in the league, bro. Like you, real deal, had the goat get you back into your job, bro. Like you had lost your job, bro, and the goat got you back. <laughs> like we we can we can paint that, cut that any way you want, but that's what happened, my nigga. The nigga number two, my nigga. This thing to open this home to you, all kinds of shit, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, my nigga, here you go with the knife and that nigga back. Right. Like. No offense, bro. It sounds too much like Chris Benoit. Like, bro, like all of a sudden, bro, let me just turn on everybody that's like loves me and that's helping me. And set and, and I wouldn't, bro, I wouldn't go that far with the Chris Benoit joint because that led to a murder suicide. That nigga whole family, bro. I understand, bro. I understand, but I'm using I'm using the analogy of bro. Here we had somebody. That seemed very disciplined, very, 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 very like normal. And all of a sudden, bro, he just he just laid waste to everything he knows and loves. Okay, here's my thing. There's a reason why it's called diva wide receivers. Because I can see a T.O., a a Julio Jones, a Michael Irvin, you know, like niggas who, who got big ass personalities doing that shit. Because even when he was even before the Vontae Burfick hit, which my nigga Ben Roethlisberger is going is going to go down in the Hall of Fame. But bro, he's that nigga's just a fuck nigga because you laid that nigga out to dry, bro. You laid bro. that nigga out to dry. But anyway, um. Prior to that hit, that nigga was a diva wide receiver. Did like that's what I'm saying, bro. But when, like, what, like, here's the thing, like, what, ex- like, we can, we got all the post that hit examples, 
What pre that hit examples do we have? I mean, I mean, I get what you're saying. He was never like showy off, show off like that. But he was a diva wide receiver still. Give me right, the ball. Bro, think about that statement you just made. All right, bro. I mean, he wasn't no like show off he do like that, but he was but he was a diva. Like, bro, those are two that's those are two conflicting things you're saying. I don't know, bro. Because if a nigga say, because it's almost insulting to call a nigga crazy, it's dismissive. All right, I don't, I don't, that, I, don't I don't understand this person. They get, they have to be this crazy. You're dismissing him. No, bro. I, I, I feel you. I feel you, Wayne. I feel you, Wayne, from the standpoint of at what point, how far are we willing to take this theory? That it excuses his personal responsibility and accountability. I'm there you with go. you now. That I'm, I'm with you there. Because at the same time, bro, whether you got CTE or not, bro, if you really did all that wild shit to these young ladies that's been like raising these cases against you, that shit is crazy. I and you got to have some sort of accountability, and you got to be held responsible for that shit. But I'm what I am saying though, I mean, like, bro, like really think about that, bro. You just you get you get you lose your job, bro. The nigga gets you back into gets your job back. Not only do he get you your job back, bro, he take you straight to the top of the company with him because he fucks with you. You get to the top, and then all of a sudden you just destroy it. All right. So okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Check me out. Let's pretend what Antonio Brown is saying is true. Hey, guys, I can't get up there. My my ankle fucked up. Nah, my nigga, go out there and play. We know, we know for a fact the NFL don't give a fuck about you. If they can put two niggas, two dead-ass niggas on the fucking D-line because ain't nobody going to move them, they will. We know that. That that's not that's not a fact. That like fucking Miko Grimes, damn near, damn near got her husband out the fucking league. But nobody could deny that nigga's level of play. But they want her to shut the fuck up because she's sitting there saying, "I'm gonna tell the truth about everything." This nigga is on drugs. They shooting that nigga full of fucking cortisone so he don't feel pain. Man, all of that, though, there has to be some personal accountability within these players, too, about, nigga, the union. First of all, the NFL Players Union is trash. It's weak as hell, number one. Number that two, part. What, number two, that's on the players as well because the baseball union is so strong. When they tried to expand or whatever uh, for the playoffs, them niggas basically was like, yeah, nigga, we ain't doing that, which is oh, crazy. We're not playing here. We right. in the highest playing sport, and we not gonna play. We life. not gonna do that, right? Okay, so so that's the first part. So there, and, and listen, I'm a Jaguar fan, nigga. Josh Lambeau just snitched on the whole team and got Urban Meyer fired. So don't tell me you can't do what you need to do. So if they was trying to put Antonio Brown back in the game while he's damaged or hurt, that's a case he's gonna win. I'm a Jaguar fan. We done had the players union all kinds of rape us lately. That being said, my boy. Antonio Brown is playing the fiddle, my boy. Like, the way he's going about all of this. 
I'll, for example, I'll use today. Before the game, on his Instagram, he posted, good luck to my brother. And he posted a picture of him and Tom Brady together with arms around him or whatever, right? But you just said, hold on, hold on. But you just said two weeks ago, that nigga not your friend. Exactly. <laughs> hold on, though. Hold on, Q. Hold on, though, Q. Let me one-up that. So now, later on today, later on today, my boy, um, when the Bucks lost, he then posted a picture of him when he was um, jumping up and down on sideline with his jersey off, but somebody superimposed the sign on the picture and it said, the Bucks are eliminated. And he said, ah, this is wild. This nigga is, bro, he's a clown, the nigga, bro. Bruh, like, listen, I stand by my statement. Clown. I stand by my statement. That nigga is a nigga. Bro, I, stand I by think, it. listen, I agree. But I think he's definitely a nigga. But I don't <laughs> think all this shit that we see him from this nigga is like all him. To take a statement from Q, he's definitely on brand. I'll tell you that right now. He's on brand, my nigga. Bro, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not willing to call that nigga crazy, bro. That shit's dismissive as fuck. But, but that's the thing. But bro, that I'm nigga is a nigga. Bro, listen, I don't think that nigga's crazy. I also no, stand no, no, on no, no, CTE no, 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 is no, no, bullshit. The CTE is bullshit. I don't think he got CTE. And I don't mean that in a dismissive way. Like, I don't respect CTE as a thing and all that. I don't think that. I think Antonio You just don't Brown think he got it. Yeah, facts. I don't think he got it. Bro, I'm going to say I, something, I find bro. him to be pretty intelligent, my brother. I'm going to tell you why I think he... I'm going to tell you why I keep... Why I think that nigga got it, too, bro. Technically, technically, you figure that nigga... And and this is something that Q used to love to say this to say this a lot, bro. Like you know, I mean, strangers don't get together to say the same thing about you, right? I want y'all to like really look at every. He literally only attacks people who try to do nice things for him. He attacked Juju Smith Schuster, who like honestly like revered the nigga and looked up to the nigga on the team. He attacked Tom, who got him his job back. He attacked bro. He just now, Roethlisberger legit is a piece of shit, but he attacks his coach who who constantly took up for him in the media. Like, bro, he only attacks the people who are like trying to help and like be but positive. You, but you know what that sounds like? That, that sounds like an addict. Yes, the nigga. I believe the niggas in which I've been saying that I feel like the nigga's sick. That sounds like an addict. But that's because what, in, what, in my what, lifetime, what, the only people who said, attack people, addict is a what person? The only people who attack people that are caring for them, helping them, love them are addicts. Bro, that one, that's not the only kind of people who do that. But sick people do do that. <laughs> Bro, I see, bro, listen, I see my girl go through it all the time, bro. She be at work, bro. She in the room, bro. She in the room trying to give this person medicine, bro, and they legit fighting her. Sick people do that. Like, I'm not willing to say that this thing is completely blameless. That's not, not at all. Because I truly believe that that, that what happened in fucking uh, in, uh, Pittsburgh, no, I believe that was all that nigga. But I believe that what happened is that nigga has gone untreated, and that sh- and now what was probably 
eh, 50% him and, well, probably 70% him and maybe 30% like what was going on with him being sick. I think now that shit is at a different, at a different level, bro. Now that shit like 50-50. Like, right. bro, think about, like, bro, really think about that, bro. He didn't just, like, we, bro, we, bro, we seen crazy shit happen in sports, bro. We seen motherfuckers quit on the team and stuff like that before, bro. That nigga quit on his team in the middle of the game. Nigga, AI did that to the Sixers, bro. I'm not, what are you talking about? Oh, whoa, bro, hold on. What are you talking about? Hold on, bro. Ben, Wild, ben Wild No, bro, what are you talking about? AI did what? What are you talking about? No, bro. Run that back. AI did what? When? Remember when that nigga AI left in the middle of the game talking about his daughter was sick or some bullshit like that? We was like, you could That nigga's it. daughter was actually sick. That's why that nigga didn't get fined. I don't remember that, bro. <laughs> no cap. Don't remember. Bro, I, I never forget that shit, bro. That shit was on the Pat Croce show the next morning. Niggas was talking about that shit for a week, bro. And they, they was like, no, bro, his, his daughter was legitimately sick, and he didn't want to play originally. He originally didn't want to even play the game. He said, and what, and what wound up having the way he avoided the fine was that Pat Croce and Larry Brown took up for him. See, that goes back into the A.B. thing, bro, where A.B. has Tom Brady, Mike Tomlin, all these big-time coaches taking up for him all these different opportunities and times and then he just blow them bro and that's what i'm saying like think about it bro imagine like imagine like think about me for a second bro think about what would have to happen for me to suddenly lash out and start attacking all of y'all like yeah. y'all can look at it two ways y'all can look at that two ways if all of a sudden I start lashing out, attacking all of y'all, bro, I can look. Y'all can look at me, look at it as either a, I've been a, I've been secretly being a fuck nigga this entire time, and which honestly, that shit is just easy to accept in our culture. Or, yo, bro, what the fuck made this nigga that we definitely know? Like we know this nigga. What the fuck suddenly made this nigga like lose his fucking mind? See, you know what I think, bro? I, I'm, I'm going to say this about AB, then I'll leave it. <clears throat> and this part of the reason why I don't think um, he has CTE. AB has heavy signs of narcissism, bro. Like, heavy signs of narcissism. And what might it, what might have been when he seemed humble coming out of Central Michigan and when he was at Pittsburgh and stuff like that, a lot of that might be on the strength, bro, that like, okay, well, AB, you know, he had a little narcissism in him. He might have been a little bit of a narcissist, but he played it cool because, you know, he tried to whatever, whatever. But when, <clears throat> what was the shit he did, y'all, where he was doing the dance and shit? Remember that shit? Mm. He would do the dance and all that, and they did the big special on it, nigga. They played like a Monday night football game. They hey, y'all, like sidebar real quick. They just tackle a nigga for running onto the field at the Chiefs game. <laughs> they fucking him Why up. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Sorry. They were like, his- yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, the thing is, bro, like, when they, when they in the, like, when, when they did that 30-minute thing, bro, and A.B. became like a, it was like, A.B.'s gonna be a walk-in Hall of Famer type of shit. He started acting like it, my boy. He started acting like it. He reminds me a lot of Ocho Cinco. 
when Ocho Cinco came out of uh, Oregon State, bro, hey, what, fourth round or some shit like that? Nobody was rocking with Ocho Cinco to, to that he was anything, bro. But when he started becoming Ocho Cinco, it was like, yeah, I'm Ocho Cinco. And warrantly so, he was good. But at the same time, bro, like the antics and all that other stuff, bro, that came with, that came, Joe Horn too. I don't know if y'all boys remember Joe Horn from the Saints. But Joe Horn, when he was a, like undrafted free agent or whatever, Joe Horn was just Joe Horn. But then when, when I think it was Drew Brees, when Drew Brees got there or Aaron Brooks or whoever that was, like, and he started showing out. Then remember he did the cell phone thing. Remember he had it in the, um, in the, uh, the pilot. Pilot. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> to me, I just think AB has a heavy case of narcissism. Like straight up. I just think he's a narcissist. And I think that one thing about narcissists, bro, when you confront a narcissist or you try to show a narcissist like like you you tear down their lives, it just become more stupid. So like 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 I just want to go back to the fact that the man said out his mouth, Tom Brady not his friend. Then posted a picture of him and Tom Brady with his arm around Tom Brady saying, Good luck to my brother. Then after they um lost the game, post a picture of him holding the sign, say the Bucks eliminated, and put the caption where he laughing and say this wild. I just think I just think he just want attention. He wilding. I got a question. Could it just be he was just shocked to see that they lost? Because for you giving him a second. lot of benefits of the doubt. It could be, but I feel like you give him a lot of benefits oh, of the doubt. Okay, oh, wait, hold on, but wait, because I, I that that brings that brings me to my next question, which I'm gonna let LQ. Well, y'all answer LQ's question, then I'm asking mine because I don't, I don't have, I'm not on a side because I'm not as informed as y'all might be about it. But there is something I want to ask. But y'all go, y'all go ahead. Okay, because because my my thing is this: I watched that game up until that field goal. I was convinced the Bucks was going to come back, take it to overtime, and they was gonna win that game. That's because it's Tom Brady. Like, I was legit convinced. If that if that nigga was anything like me, he was probably convinced too. And the reaction could have been, wow, the Bucks lost. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I mean, it, you might is, that, right. is that plausible? Yes, it is. But again, you know what else is plausible? That two neutron stars can merge together and form a black hole. We haven't seen it yet, though. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, my question is, what if it does come what if it does come out that, you know, that there was some sort of mistreatment on behalf of I guess the Buccaneers? Because he because one thing that he was saying and I think one thing that I'm kind of, you know, getting from the conversation in in LQ brought it up too it's easy to it's easy to like write off what he's saying due to his circumstances but what if it does come out to that point that you know that there may have they may there may have been something after all that may have happened we gotta walk it back we got no, 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 bro. We ain't walking shit back, bro. I'm just doing. Cause that, cause this, cause this is what this is what this is what, what, what I'm saying. You can't now if the bus mistreated him. 
I'm gonna say this, bro. Here's the thing: when the, when he first let let out what he what he claimed had happened, right? I was like, all right. And I'm even willing to like, like, bro. And I tell people, I said, bro, if you ever, if you ever like put pads on and been on the field before, you know it's a difference between your ankle feels good enough for you to like maybe do exercise, jog, do jogging and stuff like that, and you know stop, pivot, turn, and button hook on a dime and shit like that at your top speed. Like it's it's a difference. So there was not. I never thought like, all right, you know, maybe this thing is just like really like is just tripping. And like, but one thing I'm gonna say is this. You would think, at least in this, at least in this scenario, that all right, maybe, just maybe there's gonna be somebody, anybody on the team. Who's going to have like a similar story? Maybe not the exact circumstances. Like you would, like you know, I, I at this point I'm looking at Bruce Arians' history, going like, all right, bro. I'm trying to think of like which one of his former players have ever said something to the effect to the same to the same similar effect about him. And I was just like, all right, I can't really find nobody, but you know that that don't just that don't mean that it wasn't the case, bro. But that's the thing, bro. We've never heard <laughs> anything like that, bro. Like I can see if y'all, I can see if you're hurt. Like they were having a season where literally they were everybody that they weren't losing the injury, they were losing the COVID. <laughs> and then some people who had COVID was coming back and getting injured. <laughs> so it would have been different if like somebody, anybody else on the team would have been like, nah, bro. You know, I told, I remember I told Bruce one time that, you know, my shoulder was fucked up and he sent me in the game anyway and I got really fucked up, like, or something like that. But you didn't, but you didn't hear that, bro. He was what? Who was he coaching before this? Uh, He was coaching the, uh, the uh, Cardinals. Cardinals, 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 Cardinals. Yeah. Right, and then he bro. coached, he coached briefly at uh, uh Indianapolis when your boy had got canceled. Ooh, 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 ooh. So keep in mind, ooh, ooh, bro. Hey, bro, can I tell you something? This thing that Tyreek Hill just gave the peace sign to three defenders while he ran past them, bro. Jesus Christ. But what I'm saying is this, bro. Bro, that means he had Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald. He had um, Tyron Matthew. Damn, I forgot he was on the Cardinals, too. But, uh, like, bro, he had people with, like, he's had, like, big personalities. Bro, people will tell you, that nigga Anquan Bolden, bro, <laughs> that nigga Anquan Bolden is not, <laughs> is not the nigga to show weakness around, bro. You kind of got to walk into the room with that nigga and, like, kind of Kind of knock him on his ass, bro, just to make sure he, <laughs> y'all got some respect. Like, bro, he he played with plenty. He's had plenty of big personalities, bro. Bro, he got the quarterback from the greatest. He, bro, he coached the quarterback from the greatest show on turf. Mm. Like, like, bro, we not talking about like, oh, okay, you know, he's just lucky enough to have every single agreeable personality of all time, bro. I think he he got a quarterback now that pretty much showed up to his team and said, all right, yeah, bro, I'm GM now. So we, so the big personality thing ain't the thing, bro. Bro, keep in mind, bro, all last year, bro. Remember when they was on the Super Bowl run, bro? We didn't, bro. We didn't have no shit like this happening. I'll say this too, bro. Just to back up what you're saying, cool. When they stepped to Mike Evans and some Larry uh, Leonard Fournette and some of the other guys on the team, 
Mm-hmm. It was like, first of all, Bruce would never do no shit like that. They was like, I don't know what Antonio going through, but he'll never do no shit like that. Like, bro, I can see, like, and that's why I said, I'm not holding that, I'm not merely, I'm not going to go out here and try to hold that nigga Antonio out here like he's completely blameless. I do believe he has played a serious role because I believe that CTE shit, like, oh, just, like, kind of over-amplifies, like, your personality as it is, whatever, like, the, whatever the most high point of your personality is. And I and you're probably right. He probably is, to some degree, narcissistic, and that hit probably just did not help because I can only imagine what, what, a, what a narcissist with CTE would be like, my nigga. That nigga would basically just be fuck, fucking Lex Luthor or fucking Mandark. But either way, bro, like, there, I, the only reason why I started, like, being open to the idea that maybe it might be something wrong with that nigga, bro. My nigga, technically, that nigga has burned every bridge before he got paid. It'd be different if he was getting paid and then burning the bridges, because then I would definitely call that nigga a nigga. That's some nigga shit to do. But that's not what he's doing, bro. Like, that nigga, that nigga's getting to the finish line, looking behind him, seeing that he's going to win the race, turning down, taking a squat and just deciding, huh, now is a great time to just sit here and take a like shit. That. So that's a good point. Now, wait a minute, Coop. The nigga got paid at Pittsburgh, and then Oakland paid him an inordinate amount of money. He just smoked it. Remember, <laughs> right. he didn't want to be at Oakland. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. He left, but he he smoked left that. Oakland before he, got, before he got the money. They paid him like that nigga was the highest paid receiver of all time. I think he was. What happened was he got his last, he got his last contract from Pittsburgh. Right, he was the, when he got that contract. He was the highest paid receiver in the league. After that, he the extra like like at, like I think like one forty or something like that. He was asking for. They was going to give it to him in Oakland. What winds up happening is he goes to Oakland, and five days before he going to get paid, he get into it with the owner of the team. Get into it with the whole owner of the team and everything, right? Then, then, what happened? Tom was like, nah, bro. One, I need receivers. Two, that nigga's phenomenal. Three, I done had the, I done lost that nigga twice in the playoffs. <laughs> like, yo, bring his ass here. So what happened? He goes, he went to the Patriots. He played one game. Had a great game. Had a great game. One game, and then they kicked him off because of what was going on with the uh, with the girls bringing the charges against him. Yeah. So before, so realistically, he never got to burn the bridge in 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 uh New England because he was only because literally he only had the job for one day. He sits out the rest of the season, and they bring him in and they bring him to the Bucks. He been out of football for a year, basically. Cause outside of that, outside of that one Patriots game, he didn't play no, he didn't play any other games. He never got, he never suited up for the uh for for the uh Raiders, and he had spent essentially the whole season for that before that sitting out for the uh Steelers. So he legitimately hadn't played. He's got one year rest. He comes back. They have an amazing season. Technically, bro, he ain't even got to be that great. Why, bro? You got the GOAT. You got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. You got this incredible defense. He really didn't have to be that great. <laughs> all of a sudden, they got all of a sudden they got hurt. Everybody starts getting hurt, bro. 
and everybody started getting the COVID shit, right? I'm not even I believe he I believe that as far as him being hurt might actually be true. That maybe he was actually hurt. I'm not even gonna take that away from him. But it's one thing to say, all right, I'm gonna be hurt. And then at the game, where if you make one more catch, bro, you getting your contract. They fulfilling your contract right then and there, bro. You got your money. But that's not what he do, bro. You grow, you bro, listen, you don't just like quit. You quit. And like set the building on fire in the middle of the game. Like, bro, people don't like, bro, when he leaving off the field and shit, bro, bro, they lining up for a snap. Like, I, I'll say this though, that goes back into my narcissism theory because word on the street is Byron was gonna get him his catch, but he didn't wanna, and plus he had a whole nother week, by the way, and he didn't wanna wait. He wanted the target to come his way. And, and that's why I said, when y'all get a, listen, when y'all get a chance, go watch go watch the I Am Athlete podcast and watch the one with Shady McCoy, the most recent one with Shady McCoy, because Shady talk about it, bro. He was like, bro, he was like, bro, I've been out there with people who legitimately, bro, it's like, yo, bro, you know, you're good. You a dog. He was like, bro, but he was like, bro, everybody ain't AB, bro. Yeah, AB like, a different everybody, he, he tell you, he's like, yo, bro, everybody ain't AB, bro. He's like, it's a difference, bro. He was like, bro, that's, he was like, bro, he was like, Godwin is Godwin, bro. He a dog. He was like, Chris, he was like, Mike Evans, he's like, he a dog, bro. He was like, bro, he was like, bro, everybody ain't Antonio Brown, bro. And I was like, all right, cool, legit. And then he say, bruh, he said, he, 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 that's why I say he not completely blameless because even Shady go, he go, bruh, he go, bruh, they was playing, he said, he said, bruh, the, 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 the higher ups was playing with his money to a certain degree. And I was like, and I'm like, what you mean? He go in there, he go in and explain it and shit. And he go, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. He goes, bruh, he goes, that nigga Antonio just handled it poorly, bruh. I was like, all right. And he was like, but then, bro, he was like, when he started throwing his shit off on the sideline, bro, he's like, yo, bro, we all looking at that nigga, like, trying to calm him down, like, yo, bro, what, like, bro, what's wrong with you, bro? He was like, and it's like, bro, it's like, he was like, bro, it's like, he can't even hear us. Right. All right. Why we, um, because you did mention, because you did mention podcasts, and I think this will be a, a good segue into the next topic. So, Brittany Renner was on the Fresh and Fit podcast. Honestly, this is in honestly when it comes to this podcast, um this podcast, let me preface this by saying this podcast is part of the problem. And when I say part of the problem, I mean Uh-oh. like <laughs> like a podcast that's giving podcasts a bad name. Like for real for real. Why like, you say that? No, I mean, keep in mind I've never listened to this podcast, so I don't Neither have I. Didn't even know it existed. I never listened to it either. And the only reason I know about it is because of literally all of the think pieces that have come about because of this podcast. Like, I didn't even, and I had zero cares in the world. I think I may have watched like one clip of Fresh and Fit, and that's because like, like academics was on it. And literally the headline, the headline said, a woman pulls gun out on academics became and caught on fat or something like that. And that's the only thing that really like had me interested because I was like, wait, did she really like put it allegedly, of course, but that's the only reason I like found out about found out about them. But it's one of those podcasts that's like real, like and it's it's the it's the 
the bane of my podcast existence because I hate podcasts. That's that's like real deal. What do women bring to the table type podcast? That's like the worst kind of podcast to ever exist. And it was like literally yes. have this whole thing about like, you know, like shitting on black women and like all of these different things. That's how I like found out, you know, about Okay, that. so this is so this shit is like mad misogynistic and like <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. And and racist. We'll go ahead and throw racist in there. Some of this, this it's racist racism. too. Yeah. Are they black or white? Um, one is like Sudanese and one is like I I don't know exactly. Neither one of them niggas is um a North American diaspora niggas, okay? Right. Um both of these niggas are perpetrating ass niggas. And what I mean by that is the one nigga in particular that Dennis is about to mention about what he said or whatever, right? The one nigga in particular, this whole time he's been posing to niggas that he's an African American nigga. Like, just because of what he said this week on this podcast, niggas started looking into him and finding out, like, oh, this nigga's not actually a nigga, if that makes sense to y'all. You know what I'm saying? So what Dennis is about to say, what was said, a lot of the uproar, too, was about, like, why is this non-African-American nigga, even though he might be of African descent, saying, like, what niggas... Go ahead, Dennis. Tell nigga what happened. Basically, just speaking on black women, like I think the quote was along the lines of, and this was, this wasn't, I don't know if this was re honestly, I don't know when this was because like everything that they do as a podcast is such a blur. Like the latest thing probably was the Britney Renner thing. But again, this is coming from somebody that doesn't really, that doesn't care. But one of the things that um, one of the dudes said was, and I quote, if you want to date a bunch of Shaniquas, go for it me like and he said that him and his co-hosts um aren't really down with the brown like that and being night riders sometimes sometimes if they're red bone but i mean in general he's saying that him and his co-hosts don't dabble in the dark that was the that was the quote okay yep yep okay before we go any further I, I wish I wish we had one of our Caribbean friends um right now. When this is a thing that I've noticed of late, especially when it came around the time of uh election, where any of my Caribbean friends or my friends who lived and grew up in uh African or European countries and then they moved here the experience that we all have growing up as black people in America, they, they don't subscribe to it. Now, while they understand, they, they do understand that the American diaspora, white supremacy, uh, systematic racism does not care that they're not from America. They understand that. But as far as how we feel about America, they don't subscribe to that at all. So when I hear, now that I have more context to the fact that these two gentlemen are, are not from here, or even if they were born here, their culture and their upbringing is not a reflective of being Black men growing in America, it makes so much sense 
how they fixed their mouths to say what they said. I'm gonna because, say some. Bro. I'm gonna say right. some. Bro. I mean, and I, and I do feel you, Q, because I've I've noticed this too. I've noticed that there's this kind of y'all are like the redheaded stepchildren of black that we get as African Americans from like black Caribbeans and Africans from Africa. Like I don't know if you guys have ever like experienced this or noticed this. Fine. Okay, it's just me. Cool. In any no, case, I've noticed it. I've noticed it. And it, I agree with that hundred percent. I think our part of the diaspora is looked at upon as the the worst part of the diaspora. And yeah. you'll see these videos or niggas saying, come to Africa, come home. They don't mean that shit. Because yeah, like, I'll be telling people all the time, I said, bro, you sit, you go there, bro, and then find out they don't want you there. I never, I never, and it's real, bro. I never, bro. I have never, I mean this wholeheartedly, bro, met a nigga from another part of the diaspora, whether it be, I met niggas from Brazil, I met niggas from the Caribbean, I met niggas from Nigeria and other parts of Africa. I have never met a nigga from another part of the diaspora who looked at me as the same as them. They're like, oh, I'm Jamaican. Oh, I'm Dominican. Oh, I'm Brazilian. Oh, I'm, they use their nationality as if, as if it's defining their ethnicity. You feel me? Yeah. And I think that's a heavy thing. And I think that's why niggas like the nigga on this podcast, I think that's why niggas like that look at themselves as, oh, I don't fuck with black women. Like he not black. Yeah, yeah, he didn't bro. mean it. In like the I said, like the sad part about us, he almost was saying it like, bro. I mean, like y'all kind of black women. Like, right. I'm not talking about the women who are the same culture as me. I'm talking about like you know these nigga ass nigga bitches y'all got. Yeah, and and it's just part, it's just part of being African American. The African American journey, bro. And maybe I will write a book on it instead of saying somebody else need to write a book on it. But could you imagine the book, bro? of the African-American journey, just like <clears throat> being forcefully removed from your portion of the diaspora <clears throat> and then another nigga being forcefully for removed, but because of Jim Crow and how things went, we're looked at upon as weak or meager. When y'all niggas were slaves too, there's no nigga in the world that's in a different part of the diaspora besides Africa that wasn't a slave. And some Africans were slaves. Like, the niggas in Ethiopia and the niggas in Sudan and stuff like that, you niggas were slaves. So, it's like, I don't know, bro. I, I just think that's part of it. I think that's a huge part of it. I also think, my guy, that there's a huge section of Black men who hit you with the I'm not dating Black women shit. Like, there's a huge portion of that. I don't subscribe to that. However, however, there's also this, uh, so Dennis mentioned Brittany Renner was the person they were talking, you know, whatever, whatever. Women like that are the reason why niggas be like, I'm not talking to, to, to black women. I just want to, I'm just going to say it, bro. Because like, when, when you're a nigga, when you're a regular nigga, you look at it, you be like, oh, well, I ain't rocking with that. I'm not rocking with that. And I, I go back to, I, this is a conversation we had a long time ago. I know we had it on, bro. Listen, but if you're a nigga like Daniel Glover, 
your wife is white. Daniel Glover's wife isn't white because Daniel Glover doesn't find black women attractive. Daniel Glover's wife is white because he's a cornball ass nigga to black women and he'll never have an opportunity at a black woman. And the same thing goes with Russell Wilson up until he got with Sierra. Women thought he was a cornball. Sierra just gave the nigga a shot because she wanted to solidify that I'm no longer a whore because she's a whore. So <clears throat> when, when you got shit like that going in and out, bro, shit like this is going to be uttered on podcasts all the time. And I kind of just go with the flow on it because uh, the niggas dead wrong with the way they said it. It's the context in which they said it too. It sounded crazy, bro. But at the same time, you can scroll on TikTok for five to 10 minutes and I guarantee you come across some black woman or man literally saying black blank blank. I don't mess with it. I'm telling you, bro. It's just like, we're just, we're just, I don't know, man. We're down on ourselves, if that makes sense. We're down on ourselves. Like, my thing was, like, seeing Brick and Renner explain to them why what they did and what they said was disrespectful. And, and again, uh, I think it was, like, Asian Dog was the one that they, that they was out of pocket with. Yeah. Uh, it was her. Sorry. It's so many dolls, I get them confused. <laughs> Um, and it's like, I had to tip my hat off to her because the amount of constraint and grace that she showed them when they obviously did not have any plans of giving her the same in, in kind, that is why when you hear that mantra, black men don't love black women, black men don't respect black women you know, so on and so forth. That's why you hear that shit. And then you got this other one who's literally fighting to change her narrative of of how we view her. And it's like, I need you to understand you guys don't mean shit to any of us. You're, you're hot. Like, nobody knew Nobody knew who you guys were until this clip, which is true. None of us knew who they were. Didn't even know they existed. Yeah. So, I mean, the only reason I brought it up is because I'm pretty positive our female audience is very limited simply because of the, of the nature of our topics on this show. But time and time again, between myself, Coop, Jax, Dennis, we have to come on this show and be like, Ayo, every black man in the world is not like that. In fact, it's very much the opposite. 80% of black men marry black women. So when you hear a black man perpetrating or somebody perpetrating to be a black man talking about he don't date darkies or whatever, he is in a very small minority. Like, Can I say, there's an overwhelming number of black men fighting to be a part of their children's lives. So when you're, when you're hearing this narrative of there's no black father in the home, that's a or, lie. Or black dads, that's a lie. 
That's a lie. Again, <laughs> Jack is a single dad. He has full custody of his daughter. Yeah, I literally just um um totally told her to fix her attitude less than 10 minutes ago. So, yes, this is true. I also want to point out my appreciation for the use of the word darkies in the first episode coming back in the new year. Mm-hmm. Hey. hey, man. You got to call space space. But, yeah. So, I, I just literally just wanted us to, to harp on this because I want to remind black women that there are black men that love you, that respect you, that will protect you. Like, for the women that know us and for the ones that don't, we literally had women in our lives. Me and Coop, me and Coop used to live together for X amount of years. No homo. I don't know what you told me. I love you. I mean, love you too, nigga. But yeah. Love's love, um, nigga. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, we literally have, have women at our house busting out crying because they're like, when I come over here, I feel so safe. But when I go over there, I feel like everybody wants to fuck me. And we're like, so do you want some spaghetti or no? But you know what, though, bro? Let me tell you something, though. And not taking away from nothing you just said. Everything you just said was excellent. I am going to say this, though. Part of that, too, is two things, bro. Part of that is this. The black men like us that come on GG and get the spaghetti and like, you know, we just we just vibing or whatever. <laughs> Those black men are the are the men that when we do want to actually have a relationship with women and women, I'm not talking about no friends on shit. I'm just talking about we're trying to holler at one of y'all, right? We're the ones who they be like, lame man, right? And um Part of that is created by women. And the reason why I let me tell you why it's created by black women. I just seen a TikTok, several, because you know, TikTok is just niggas recreating each other's content. I just seen several TikToks where it was like, the nigga that I need to talk to versus the nigga that I talk to, right? And the nigga, it, it was be a chick and she'll be in the bed in the morning and the phone a ding. And the phone will say, good morning, beautiful, you're your queen, blah, 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 blah. You know, stuff that a nigga, po- a man supposed to say to a woman. You feel me? And she'll like suck her teeth or make a roll eye face like, Ugh. right? And then the next thing will be a nigga texting and a nigga will be like, man, get your ugly ass up. You know, your breast thing, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll smile and start texting back. A lot of that shit is created by them, my boy. A lot of that shit is created by them. That's all I got to say about that one. A lot of shit is created by them. Make better choices. I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a, a different like rabbit hole when it comes to that. I mean, it, it's kind of all a rabbit hole in general. I hate having to talk about women and men and our dynamics together and all that other stuff because yeah, because this ain't a relationship podcast, right? We can we can talk about that on Tough Love. I will curse yeah. all them hoes out. Tough but, Love, Hater Bear Media Zone. You know it, but <clears throat> it's a big rabbit hole. And before, and just to, to help you pivot the topic, Dennis, before you play what you was about to play, my nigga, whoever is watching the end of this Chiefs Bills game, that's the craziest shit I ever seen in playoff history, nigga. Bro, listen, yo, this been that a wild shit was insane, Sunday. bro. Wild football Sunday. Yeah, bro, I'm I like keeping up with. Like I'm that, like bro. keeping up with everything. Yeah, they, they, bro, they, listen, yeah, I had to go. Run to the kitchen and shit. Trying to see if I miss anything. 
bro, how did oh, the Bills? How did the Bills, bro? How did the Bills not win that game, bro? Listen, the game because, was awesome, bro. Because Mahomes, bro, Mahomes, bro. Listen, <laughs> yep. Let me tell y'all something, bro. I know we, I know we jump subjects on y'all, bro. But we, we love sports with this shit, bro. I be trying to tell people all the time, bro. Every, I, we've been lucky enough that I don't care what nobody say, bro. Our generation, we live. We lived through some of the greatest like sports ever, bro. Like I know niggas had like magic, and I know the niggas no, you did on the Mayor like, Bruce and shit like that. <laughs> but nigga, we had we had this nigga Mahomes. We had Brady. <coughs> we got Aaron. You dead on the money. We nigga. got LeBron. We got. I can Jordan. tell you right we now, you couldn't even got a like, name on them niggas. You like, ain't got bro. a name on them niggas. Bro, cool. Listen, bro. I can tell you right now, you dead on the money. And you know why the difference between our generations and our people generation on why our generations have better football games, basketball, baseball, all that shit? Because our generation is the first generation when a nigga eight years old, they grow up like LeBron was like eight. And they was like, oh, nigga, you can jump. You're going to be the greatest ever. I'm going to make you that. You feel me? My daughter is 15, bro, and she played varsity basketball in ninth grade. I was just telling a pair after that fight um, earlier tonight, like, parents, <clears throat> the shit that got so competitive now, y'all, y'all got kids or whatever, right? Yep. When you have a JIT and your JIT get to high school and they in ninth grade and they on the JV team, back in the day when we was coming up, that's acceptable. You, you on ninth grade, you supposed to be on JV, right? Bro, the shit that got so competitive... Wrong. Unless you that raw. And when we say that raw, we mean that nigga. You feel me? Now, parents feel like, no lie, y'all, because I deal with this shit on a daily basis. Parents feel like, if my child is decent, not that nigga, I'm talking about, they feel like if their child is okay, they should be on varsity. That's how they feel. They feel like, oh, my girl, my baby girl, my, my son, they can dribble, they can pass, they should be on varsity. Oh, and AAU, and AAU got so watered that <clears throat> unless you're competing on a heavy circuit, everybody play AAU because every parent think they kid the one. Every parent think they kid LeBron. So guess what? Guess what? The pool has grown, my nigga. Back in our day, we would play. I played, nigga, football, basketball, baseball. I played all that shit because you just play everything, nigga. Like, we <laughs> just, I'm not sitting down. We playing everything. Hell no, nah, nigga. My, the best player on my team right now, her favorite sport is softball. Now, I'm begging her to come play AAU basketball with me right now because she's the best player on the team with no off-season play or training. So imagine what she would be if she had some. But she plays softball, and that's her sport. And she played that shit year-round, and that's the thing. And, like, these kids, if they play basketball, that's all they play. They play basketball 24 7. They got tutors that help them with their grades, and they got trainers that help them with ball. And that shit is competitive as fuck. Yeah, bro, it is. That shit is it's insane. It's competitive as fuck, bro. So when you see a Pat Mahomes, and a, that's why it's like, it's weird to me, bro, honestly, that, and I know it's just basically that the cream gonna rise to the top. But honestly, bro, we don't really, and I have this argument with my boys all the time, Bud and all them guys from the guys' chat. We don't realize how good Blake Bortles is. Hear me out. Hear me out. The shit Blake Bortles did numbers-wise is insane, right? Back in the day, if Blake Bortles was drafted in the 70s, bro, or the 80s, he would still be in the league right now, probably at the Jaguars. But the mm -hmm. thing is, 
Now we have quarterbacks that get drafted and we expect them to be pro bowlers in their second year. And we expect them to be winning Super Bowls in their third and fourth. And if you don't, you get benched or you get ghosts. Ryan Tannehill, back in the day, would have been one of the top quarterbacks in the league for 20, 30 years. Oh, He's yeah. about to get He's... cut by the Titans. And this nigga just went 12 and four. So it's, it, the competitiveness is insane, bro. Look at a player like Justin Fields who just got drafted by the, uh, the, the Bears. That nigga is insane good, bro. He's better than Randall Cunningham ever was. And at one point, Randall Cunningham was one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. And this nigga, Justin Fields, is considered a bust right now at this point. So, bro, it's, it's just hyper competitive. So when Coop say that, it's because, nigga, these niggas from the time of being babies to the time of being adults, that's all they do, nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was bred to be Pat Mahomes. I was bred to be Trevor like, Lawrence. I was bred like, to be LeBron James. Like, bro, right. it's, bro he, he wanted to play baseball, bro. Let's go and get into closing thoughts. Nigga, I, first of all, I'll go first. First of all, nigga, my show production is got to be the worst on, on, on Hater Bear Media. Like, y'all niggas got... <laughs> y'all niggas be having, like, clips... Nigga, nigga bought up T.I. and you bought T.I. out your ass pocket. I don't even know how you did that. And then, like, you got to, like, a little thing before your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts on, bro, listen, it's just me telling Tank, stop trying to steal my show. That's my line. But anywho, nigga, again, nigga, I'm, I'm back with the crew. We back at it again. I apologize for being late. However, niggas was fighting. And I'm going to use that to say this, man. Listen. At the end of the show, we were talking about athletes. We were talking about how all these parents think that they jits are the best. Here's my thing, man. And I mentioned this on Facebook. I don't know if you niggas, you boys might have seen that shit. I said the other day, because your girl was the fourth pick in the WNBA draft, and she just got cut, right? I said the other day on my Facebook, set realistic goals for your child, period. As a parent, we all want our kids to be the best. You don't think I want my daughter to be the number one recruit in the fucking state or the country? Of course I do. However, right now, my daughter ain't that. She ain't ranked like that. So we set minor goals to get her where she need to be. And then we have bigger overall goals. Being a top 10 ranked player in the state is one of Anna's goals. However, her, her short-term goal right now is to average 15 a game in AAU. That's her goal because she didn't average 15 a game in high school. But it's parents out here that don't believe that. And the fight that just instilled, one of my one of my girls on my team, she is, by the way, my nigga, shout out to Q4 Elite. Um, if you're in the Jacksonville area and you want your baby to uh, be a real hooper, bring it to me. But um, she is the number one ranked eighth grader in the state. I've been coaching her since she was in fifth grade. We made that, nigga. Me and Coach Q, we made that. We made that. She bout that. It's another girl on the other team. She might be top 10 ranked sixth graders in the city, but my baby girl on my team is number one in the state. And what just happened in that middle school game was, oh, this girl getting off for me. Instead of being competitive and going harder, I'm just going to fight her. I'm just going to fight her. And as parents, we got to do better, man. Guide, you, guide these young ladies and young men in the right direction with realistic goals. And be realistic to yourself. Because the kids, if they have a future, because we're destroying the planet right around them, if they have a future, man, 
it's up to you to instill in them what they're going to do with it. Because I see this shit all the time, y'all. And these parents are ass. Q right. Black men, we in our kids' life or whatever. Because everybody that I know that's a hooper that got a girl, their dad is at every game. Right? However, it's a lot of helicopter dads, my boy. Do the right thing about your babies. Oh, and last thing. Love your babies and accept your babies if they gay. I'm not going to go into detail into that, but I'm sick of it. If your kid gay, they gay. You what, you going to not love them no more? Keep that shit moving, man. It's 2022. That's it. So, uh, oh, you, well. Go, you go, go ahead, Coop. Go ahead, Coop. Man, that's simple. I actually, uh, that's the first episode back, y'all. As always, you know, we missed y'all. And of course, you know, drink your water because everything else is bad for you nowadays, for real, for real. Um, I ain't even got nothing too, too deep for y'all today. Uh, real rap, though, and I don't get a chance to say this often because, you know, for the sake of uh, uh, madness and jokes, I'm always just kind of going off however I feel on here. I have a problem and it's, I don't mean just the issues of black men as they relate to black women. I mean, black men as they relate to problems. I once saw in a movie, a really good movie that a lot of us have seen called Boondock Saints, where a man said, we must beware the indifference of good men. Uh. One thing that I'm trying to do my best to do is if I'm someplace and I know something, it just ain't right. I'm not talking about, you know, something small and it's just letting that shit go down. I'm talking about something that's wrong. And you know what I mean. You know, it's levels to it. Doing my best to not be indifferent because... I don't want to be bothered or because I'd rather get on to what I'm doing than take the time to be a part of of shaping the world around me into the world that I want to live in. Honestly, I don't want my kid to grow up and have some of the horror stories that my, that some of my female peers have had. Like I really don't, man. (laughs) I hope she. I hope this shit never happens to her. I hope it shit never happens to her friends. And I hate it because honestly, I know it somehow. As young as she is, she's only not. It's already happened to some of them. And that's just crazy to me. And if you like that, bro, and I'm not saying this to everybody, but if you like that, if you like me, bro, and you, for real, for you black like me, Nobody, yourself included, can afford your indifference. Like it's costing too much at this point. We want it better for our kids. Hell, we want it better for ourselves. We put things off like that into the future generation because we think they're so unobtainable. We really can't see it come true. No, bro. What it is is that we get we push it off like that because we figure that's about as much effort as we really willing to put into it. We put them to put in enough effort for it so that you know the next one is gonna happen. 
No, bro. Guess what? It's flowers you plant, bro, and in your lifetime they'll bloom. Be safe, y'all. Oh man. Okay. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, and she was uh explaining to me how she was upset about a situation that happened with uh with her with her circle of friends while they were out and about. And the situation boils down to she's at a point in her life where her individual, her personal growth is making her aware of the people that she keeps around. Uh, the, late, the great philosopher, the late Nipsey Hussle, had a line where he said, Harry, circle getting smaller, everybody can't go. Um, in my life, I've been blessed to meet and find some phenomenal people in my life that I'm blessed to be able to call friends, family, and what have But for the people in my, that are no longer in my life, I've sat there and said, hey, is you being in my life still serving me? And I know they may, that may sound uh, selfish to a certain degree, but you have to sit here and think about that. If every time you're with somebody and it almost seems like being with them, the energy is just drained from you, you regret going out with them, you're trying to figure out what are you doing there, that relationship no longer serves you, and that is okay. I tell a story every now and then where how one of me and my best friends had a falling out. The falling out was so bad, our mothers called us. And I told us, and I told his mother, I said, Ma, right now we can't do each other. But should he need me, he can call me. She said, you know what? Y'all will be okay. Y'all y'all will find your way back to each other. Because I because I heard you say that. But for some people, that sentiment just wasn't there. It's okay to move on because you are evolving. You're growing in your life. Whether it be the people in your life, the environment you're in, the job that you're at, whatever it is, when you're elevating, sometimes you got to leave something behind to get to where you got to get to where you need to go. And I hope that you have the courage that it takes to realize you need to make that step in order to make yourself comfortable in the world that you're striving to create around yourself. We're back. It's going to be some hijinks. We hope to bring you more content, more thoughts, all that good shit. As always, be patient, be prayerful, do not panic. LQ, I'm out. All right, y'all. Great pod. Feels good to start the new year off saying that again. Feels good to be back, you know, doing this thing that's so, you know, therapeutic for us all. And as I always say, you know, um, keep your mental health in check. Keep your physical health in check. Check on your people. Make sure everybody around you is good. Um, This has been – the times have been ever-changing. And – 
the best thing I can say is definitely, you know, do what you got to do to do what you got to do to stay afloat, you know, and easier said than done. But the best we can do is always try. Um, As y'all know, you can catch us every Monday, um, but literally just anytime you want to tune in, feel free. We on Spotify, we on Apple, we on Stitcher, we on iHeart. Anywhere where you get your podcast, um, feel free to you know check us out. Also, um, also on the music tip, feel free to go ahead and stream that soft pack surprise, which is that two pack that I dropped in December. Boom, boom, boom. And yeah, I think that's everything that we got, but we definitely looking forward to a good year. A good we looking good. Ah, I can't talk. Looking forward to bringing y'all more content, more heat, more hot takes, and just continuing to be the center of the universe. And remember, when you touch that dial, like, rate, review, share, worship. 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 And like that, we out. Peace. Be back, motherfuckers. <laughs> you a hater, hater, bear.